All Star Weekend is always an interesting time for basketball fans. It's, it's made to be and kind of look like this event and this spectacle. And often a lot of the events actually are pretty lackluster. We're going to talk about the All Star events, kind of my thoughts coming out of them. We're also going to talk about can the Bulls refocus and what will be their focus coming out of the All Star break. And then lastly, Russell Westbrook expected to make a decision between the Wizards and the Chicago Bulls. We're going to talk about all this and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me off the top at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And we're going to talk a little bit about All-Star Weekend. So All-Star Weekend, as usual, is this mixed bag where some of the events work and some of them don't. Now, we saw... A one of the more exciting dunk contests that we've seen in the last handful of years. Now, one of the more memorable ones as well is the story of Mac McClung is going to be something that Bulls fans and fans around the NBA talk about and ask, could he bring the dunk contest back? But before leading into that, we had the skills competition that was just born. Like the skills competition was just this weird. I, I, listen, I did not enjoy it at all. And as they continue making to like, just go back to it, to what it was the year Derrick Rose won it. That was that was a that the, the skills competition was fun at that point to me. It wasn't as convoluted. And that's not just because Derrick Rose won. It's just it was a more straightforward event. Yeah, it, it's like I said, it's not on paper as exciting. But I do think like when you have the players that have the skills that they do now and the passing abilities and and all the things like that, like I would I, the more bigs and like, I don't, I don't know, like the skills competition, though, as, in this court, current state, is kind of just boring. The three-point contest continues to be one of the more exciting things, and I think that, you know, to see players get in rhythm or players that are usually great three-point shooters to just not be able to really perform well in that event is just always more fun. And shout-out to Dame Lillard for winning the three-point, yeah, the three-point contest as well. You know, it was just, it was, he got into the next level when he won that contest again. It was, it was cool, right? Still, yeah, it was fun to watch, but it was, it was all right. Now, let's get into the dunk contest. Now, this dunk contest this year was, I would say, one of the more fun dunks uh, contests, and that was mainly because of Mac McClung, but not only because of Mac McClung. Um, it was a large part in that because he and his ability to uh, get his dunks on the first try, and I think that was something that's underrated uh, by a lot of people, is just the ability to go out there and do these creative dunks that, that you get done on the first try. And then on top of that, Mac McClung's dunks were good in live action, but then when you saw the slow motion replay, it even brought together how much better and, and how much more talent he had on some of these dunks, like the, the, the double tap and, you know, the even though it, this, this, he didn't do a 720 before he dunked it, but the full motion ends up being a 720 because he did another half spin after he dunked the basketball. But it's just, it was, it was cool, right? Uh, again, I, I had fun with this dunk contest. I do think that at some times, uh, if you can get more people involved in it, like more high-flying dunkers, and I think the dunk contest still can be that spectacle that many of us are used to seeing if you've, you know, grew up through the 90s and things like that. But I think to do that, what they're going to have to do is, like, they, they went into the G League to bring in Mac McClung. At this point, yes, there are NBA stars, Anthony Edwards, uh, 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 John Morant. They've already said they're probably never going to compete in a dunk contest. So what do you do to make it a spectacle again? Bring in the best dunkers from around the world, even if they aren't in the NBA, um, and then just make it be that. Bring, bring, Make it the spectacle because of that. There are so many great dunkers. If you guys see the street balls, the YouTube that you have to go out and search, there are some amazing dunkers out there with God-given ability. 
bring those guys in. Have a player sponsor one of those players, right? Have have, have now get your superstar that maybe not want to compete in the dunk contest, sponsor somebody from either either these YouTube channels or whatever else, and and have, bring them to the dunk contest. So much with that. But shout out to Kenya Martin Jr. as well. He had some creative dunks. He didn't get them done on the first time, but you can tell he had the creativity there. Uh, uh, Mac McClellan, of course, the winner. Trey Murphy, the, the third. He was cool. The fact that he went to the finals to me, I, okay, cool. I, again, I know everybody has their own thing. And Jericho Sims, God, stay out of any dunk contest ever. That like that's just bad. Jericho Sims was literally one of the most garbage dunkers I've ever seen in a dunk contest. But outside of all that, it was a pretty fun event, and I had fun with it. And that brings us to the final, the actual All Star game. And while the All Star rules have become more convoluted since they've really made these changes, pretty still easy to follow if you can the 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 stars put on a show and that's really what the all-star game is about it's not about competing even though Joel Embiid playing some defense there for a second uh you have players that go into that and it does become more competitive down there in the fourth quarter and things like that but I think when you look at the all-star game it's always going to be this kind of glorified exhibition and showcase and the players showcase that and shout out to Jason Tatum winning the all-star MVP scoring 55 points the most I believe in an all-star game and again when it comes down to it, All-Star Weekend is cool. It's not anything amazing, but it's cool. Now, let's get back to the Bulls, right? With this long All-Star break and DeMar DeRozan playing in this All-Star game, which I know some Bulls fans, I don't know, I, I don't really get a gauge on how many Bulls fans are frustrated at the fact he didn't play uh, in our last couple games when he played in the All-Star game. I always got the inclination that he could play, but they were trying to get him some rest. That's my personal opinion on it. I'm not as triggered by him playing in the All-Star game and not playing in, in our games leading up to that, but... Again, I know some some Bulls fans are, and you know if you are, you have that that right to do so. But the Bulls sit in this position in the All Star break where I think that they had to, and I don't know if they actually are because you can never predict what this crazy bipolar team is actually doing. But I will say this: like they have to decide on what they're going to do. Now I know there are some Bulls fans that think let's we are tanking secretly and we should be tanking. And I talked about it on yesterday's episode. We have a thirty two percent chance now at a top four pick. But the thing, fact of the matter is, is that we're getting there seemingly with, with still trying to win. And I think that that's what AK is kind of more so going to be focused on in, at coming out of this all-star break and the team as a general is play. Like, they're just going to let this, this season end in its natural conclusion. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to try to go after one of the buyout candidates, which they absolutely should. If they think these buyout candidates are going to help push them into the playoffs and that's their goal, they absolutely should go after that. But I do think that, you know, outside of whoever they get in the buyout, if they do even end up making a buyout signing, that this team is going to let this season come to its natural conclusion. And they, and with that being said, if this team does, you know, in keeping this team together, because I know a lot of people wanted to see the team broken up at during the uh, trade deadline, which I still do think major moves are coming in this offseason, at least I hope, if AK's on his job. But if this team just by natural, not not trading away a bunch of talent for for, for other first-round picks and just pennies on the dollar, naturally end up keeping on to their own pick and is a top four pick that really does change a lot of things for the Bulls. Now, again, that top four pick would have to hit for it to change things further. And even then, a rebuild is still not coming. I, I, I tell you guys, go back. Like, I'm not always right. And, and nobody is. In the, in the sports analysts, nobody's always right. And I do think when you run into people that think they always have the answers, that's when you start running into issues. But what I do here is I like to try to look at a, a realistic and level-headed view of what this team is going to do. And I do think even if this team does get a top four pick, that is still the Bulls aren't going to go full rebuild. Now, you may see DeMar leave. 
You may see them not re-sign Vooch depending on the money, depending on who they end up drafting. If they luck up and get a number one overall pick, they are absolutely taking Wimbiana. And then what does that do to Vooch? To me, that almost may mean that Vooch stays because then you have, you give him a one, two-year deal if he's willing to accept that and bring Victor Wimbiana along uh, as he adds his body and things like that and prepares for the, the, the NBA game. And you can see if you really have that star in him, but even in Scoot Henderson or anybody they get in the top four, right? The name doesn't matter in this. Is AK is not going to draft in the top four and then automatically think, okay, bam, we're good. Let's go full rebuild. Let's get rid of this talent. No, I think they're going to use that in, influx of talent at a cheaper rate because keep in mind, uh, rookies have that amazing scale. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Contract, you're going to bringing those players at that contract and then you see if they do turn into a superstar but over the course of that you're still going to try to put the best team on the court which means you're not completely blowing up you're still evaluating the talent that you have on this court so i like we'll see what goes with the bulls but the, the the fact of the matter is is coming into it and getting back into games they don't play another game for four days they don't play until friday and you know if they have practices things and over that time it's to really kind of refocus on getting back to the things that the team does right. Now, that puts a lot of expectation on head coach Billy Donovan, who a lot of us just don't have it for anymore, right? Uh, and and that's that's been my biggest thing in this, is that even if, and I know a lot of Bulls fans, we need a point guard, we need this, especially in the offseason. I don't even trust Billy Donovan to use a point guard as a point guard in the half-court offense. I just don't. I think as long as DeMar DeRozan's on this team, he's going to ride that hand and and use that veteran and you know should he could he should have gone off of it I think that you there is a world in which you can still operate a lot of your offense through DeMar but still make sure that you set up plays and situations and, and series for other players and it seems sometimes that Billy Donovan like I said before I'm not going to go back into that but uh, like I said on yesterday's episode I just don't think that Billy Donovan has his mind focused on the development of the young players I think Billy is focused on what is going to win us games now and if the Bulls were actually winning we would all appreciate that mindset, but 
Billy Donovan leaves much to be desired as a head coach. And even if you do end up drafting and the Bulls do are, are lucky enough to stay in that top four and to keep their own pick, um, you still then are relying on Billy Donovan to then develop that talent. And that has its own set of issues and concerns when you're looking at the history of Billy Donovan. So I, I just think that it, unless Billy Donovan is changing his coaching philosophies, which we have not seen a, a, a necessarily his willingness to do, um, it, it, it's a, a lot isn't going to change for this team. Now, we can change the talent on the team, and thus through changing the talent, ta uh, the talent does it force Billy Donovan to do something different. You guys know, been very vocal with the fact that I do not think DeMar DeRozan is coming back to the team, and even if he does, I think he's moved by next trade deadline. Now, with moving DeMar off the team, I'm not saying that that makes the Chicago Bulls a better team, but it does force Billy Donovan to then use and develop some of these younger players, at least in theory, right? We don't know that for sure because it's Billy Donovan we're talking about. But the Bulls should and hopefully are using this long break to kind of refocus in the players specifically. We heard about the turmoil possibly in the locker room between Zach and Billy Donovan. And that always ends up, as long as you keep that, it's it, sometimes players and coaches can work it out. Let's be clear. Winning cures all. And if the Bulls were to go on this long winning streak, they got, I think, 23 games left. I always say if we can win 18 out of those last 23, you're going to see a completely different Bulls team, not just because of the play, but because of the level of confidence, because of them like coming together. You remember when this team used to look like they were having fun playing together? It's been a very long time since we've seen that version of the Chicago Bulls team. So the All-Star break could do some things for the Bulls. I'm not necessarily hopeful of it, just being in my realistic mindset state that it's going to change much on the outlook of the Chicago Bulls season. They have to ride, well, not have to, but they have made the decision and choice to ride out this team, this, this current construction of this roster to its natural conclusion at the end of this season. That allows you to evaluate some things. We're getting better looks at Daylon Terry, especially with players being out. We doubt, doubt, we're, I'm doubtful that that continues to get those extended looks at Daylon once everybody's back healthy because, again, we're talking about Billy Donovan and Billy Donovan's lack of having a focus on developing his younger players. Um, but, again, everything isn't all on. Billy Donovan. A lot is, and a lot's on the players also, and a lot's on AK and Eversley. And everybody at the sitting at this table has to make a decision to kind of refocus and, and, and decide what they want to do. Zach Levine has not been the efficient player that he once was. We know that. Now, does a point guard help that? It could. It absolutely could. Now, he was efficient before without having that point guard, but there is a, a world in which you can say that getting a better construction and taking the ball out of Zach Levine's hands in the fourth quarter can potentially make him a more efficient player. But then you still need to rely on Billy Donovan to run those type of plays for him in which he's coming off catch and shoots. It all comes down to this. The All-Star break is a time to really reflect. For, for fans, for the players, hopefully, for the coaching staff, for the owners, for the GMs, and look at really where your season is and where things have gone out. The offseason is, is a little bit of that as well. But you, with the NBA offseason, it's really kind of, you get after the finals go, and depending on when your team gets eliminated, but after the finals, it gets really rocking and rolling. We really have a dead month in there, and then we start rocking and rolling. We got the summer league, the draft combine, the draft itself. I said those in the, in the reverse order. Then free agency, and that gets rocking and rolling. And then training camp. It's not that long of downtime in the NBA to really sit and reflect. This is one of those times. And hopefully this, this front office is reflecting on what needs to be done because we, as Bulls fans, don't deserve to go through another season like this season has been. We, as Bulls fans, don't deserve the lack of heart, energy, and effort we see from this team at times. We, as Bulls fans, 
don't deserve to question the, the, the ability of our head coach to develop the younger players that should be the future of this team. There's so much going on with this. There's so much in, in a front office that maybe is not willing to admit some of their faults and mistakes that they've made in constructing this roster. It's time. And in, and in, you know, going through a time of not much Bulls news and, and calmness and things like that, to just really reflect on what this NBA season so far up until this point has meant and been for the Chicago Bulls and the Bulls fans, it's been rough. It's been, it's, it's sucked to just be quite frank. This has, this has sucked and it hasn't felt good. It hasn't left much hope. It hasn't left a good taste. It's, it's just, this season has been a stress and hopefully, hopefully this front office gets back to trying to build that team and look at this team um, objectively and realize that you built a flawed boat. Let's go out and fix that boat. Now, before we go, Russell Westbrook is expected to decide, at least this is the rumor, and you know, you, you never know. They say between the Wizards and the Bulls, apparently the Clippers and the LA teams, this camp is trying to get him to move him off uh, the LA teams and kind of focus on that. And here's what I'll say. Um, still hasn't been officially bought out by the Utah Jazz, which we still would have to wait for him to clear waivers whenever he's bought out. So if he is going to be bought out, that decision needs to be made and done and get that done with so that you can clear waivers and then take your time to, the, to, to go to your team. Because right now, even if Russell Westbrook was to decide, I want to go to the Bulls, it's going to take a minute to get there because you have to be bought out. You then have to clear waivers and then you would have to sign with the Bulls. So, um, and this, you're eliminating time to get acclimated. Like, this is a time, especially over the All-Star break, had he already agreed to that buyout and decided on where he's going to be, could have been acclimated, talked to that team, get included in the roster. Now, again, if he comes to Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan is very familiar with him, knows how to use him, so maybe there's that little bit of, of, of solace in that. But at, at where I sit right now, and I've told you guys this, no matter who the buyout candidate is, the fact that we came down and are we're, hoping our, we're hinging our playoff hopes to who we're going to get in the bio. Last season when we got Tristan, we knew we were going to be a playoff team. We just needed that little bit of extra of what we were missing. This year, we are trying to solidify a playoff run with a buyout candidate. And that's where this season has been for the Chicago Bulls fans. It's been rough, y'all. But let me know what you guys think. Make sure you get those voicemails, text messages, emails in, and we'll tell you guys how to do that. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bears Central, um, Bulls Central Pod at bullscentralpod at gmail.com and then lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys like I liked in everything on go Bulls see red peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break break media